0: As a member of the American public, you own coal. Yes, coal, the black rock we burn for electricity. Many of the country's biggest coal deposits are on federal land, land that belongs to the American public. So when companies mine that coal, they make payments called royalties to the federal government and to the states. Those royalty payments, which many say are far too low, are at the heart of a conflict that pits coal against climate Inside Energy's Lee Patterson reports. The pre-hearing rally began under a bright white tent in Gillette, a town deep in Wyoming's coal country. We have folks from Alpha Coal West, the March Coal, and the Thunder Basin Coal Company. Give yourselves a hand. That's Travis Detai from the Wyoming Mining Association, the sponsor of the so-called Stop New Energy Taxes rally. It was a warm-up act for the main event at the local library. Hi everyone, it's great to be in Wyoming. Janice Schneider with the Department of the Interior welcomed the crowd to a listening session about how the Bureau of Land Management can best manage its coal resources. Forty percent of America's coal is on federal land. Under the current system, critics say coal companies often pay less, sometimes far less, in royalties than the required 12.5 percent. Hundreds showed up, including Wyoming's governor and the state's entire Washington, D.C. delegation. Senator John Barrasso was one of the first to speak. I find it extremely hypocritical for the administration to ask whether it's getting a fair return on federal coal when it's gone to such length to suppress the demand for coal. Barrasso gets at the root cause of the frustration expressed by so many at this meeting and at similar hearings across the country this summer. It all comes down to this. Coal miners are fighting for jobs, many of which are enabled by the federal coal program. But those jobs are threatened in part by new climate regulations. A possible hike in royalties is seen as yet another threat. What you're proposing will be devastating to our community, to our kids, and to our families. And pardon me, please, if I seem a little nervous and uneasy. You know, my likelihood does lie in the balance here. We don't want to be forced onto welfare in Gillette. We want to work and pay our way through life without asking for government assistance. That was Sherry England, coal miner J.J. Mendoza, and grandmother Penny Russell. The meeting became a platform for sounding off on everything happening in the coal industry right now. Layoffs, bankruptcies, decreased demand, and of course, one of the biggest factors of them all. While discussing the economic impacts of coal is necessary, this conversation would be incomplete without acknowledging the basic scientific realities that the climate is changing. That's Sam Pennington, a college student. During the entire four-hour meeting, there was almost no mention of the elephant in the room. That we are responsible and that coal is the number one contributor to climate change. Colin Marshall is the CEO of Cloud Peak Energy, one of the largest coal companies in Wyoming. He agreed the conversation was incomplete. So if they said we just like the coal to stay in the ground because they were concerned about climate, I think they'd be being honest. Then you could have actually a discussion about climate change. If royalty rates go up, that could keep more coal in the ground. That's an outcome high on the agenda for some groups, like the Sierra Club, that are pushing for reform. All this debate reveals a disconnect at the federal level between the federal coal program itself, which has produced around 5 billion tons of coal over the past decade, and the Obama administration's climate change agenda, aimed in part at burning less coal. Interior Secretary Sally Jewell acknowledged that tension during a speech earlier this year. Coal is going to continue to be an important part of our nation's energy mix in the future. How do we manage the program in a way that's consistent with our climate change objectives? It's a challenging question for lawmakers and regulators who are walking a fine line these days between supporting energy development and, in this case, thousands of coal jobs while continuing to battle climate change. For Inside Energy... I'm Lee Patterson.